Welcome, everyone, to Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. I am fired up. I met James a few months ago. We've become very close. We have a lot of the same ideals. But you're going to meet today James Connor, Kevin O'Connor. He is a Nashville Music Row singer, songwriter, Christian chaplain, podcaster, coach, and 10 million other things. Oh, I'm kidding. But he does a lot because he definitely <laughs> serves his people. James, welcome to the call. Steve, thank you for having me on your show. I'm really appreciating it. You betcha. And it's called a podcast. So everybody out there, podcast show call. So James, yeah, we go. <laughs> singer, songwriter, uh, let's start with your beginning. What did you start with? We've got one, two, three, five titles here. Where, where did your journey in business start? Um, I'm actually um, a past electrical contractor and telecommunication contractor. Um, but through the years, you know, I, I stopped that in 2014, I believe, um, was when that career ended and this one took off like full blast. And I had been writing pretty much my whole adult, adult life, singing, writing, performing. Um, I've, I've been in studios in California, New Jersey area, I think New York probably a couple of times. So I've been around um, with really a bunch of very talented people throughout my life, um, who have been helping me build my musical career. And I ended up doing three full length albums on music row, uh, in Nashville over the last, uh, four, five years, I guess it is now. So I'm ready for number four coming out soon. So along that journey, uh, so many things have happened, uh, when I started going to Nashville and I just met with so many terrific people and had so many experiences of the way they do things down there. It's really, it's really stunning to watch the talent that is in that city and comes out like, and just takes your song and makes you realize, you know, beyond what your vision was in a very short amount of time. Yeah. So yeah. I've had some, I've had some great experiences with that. Yeah. And Nashville, of course, is the country music capital of the world. I've heard, I'm not a big music guy, so I'm learning today as we're talking but why music? Give there a million other things. Why music? Um, you know, music has been with me. I mean, I, I kind of saved my life, actually, you know, because, uh, you know, I came from a really, um, I came from a very busy household. We're nine people in a three-bedroom house with one bathroom, uh, seven kids all in a row, six boys. You know, I had some, had some struggles growing up. I left home a pretty early age doing battles with my father and things like that. And uh, I ended up sleeping in my, my car in the Shell Station ladies' room as a 17-year-old. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, and what I say is, like, I went through struggles, um, which I won't get into all the struggles, but they were really difficult times for me. Went through depressions and all kinds of things. But music saved my life, you know, because once I found it or it found me, um, I was just relentless with playing and writing. I started writing immediately when I picked up a guitar and I haven't really stopped since. So that um, quest uh, led me to discovery and led me to salvation of me, you know, and uh, eventually connected me to the Lord in a big way. So uh, I spent a couple of years living in Nashville pre-pandemic, which is a funny thing. You know, I went down there and I, I rented this big house to figure out like, where am I going to be? Like, I wasn't really sure. And I was outside the city in Nashville and 
you know, I said, oh, my family can come and visit, you know, I have this big house and everything. And then the pandemic hits. So guess who came to visit? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. So, uh, you know, or very few. I mean, you had hardly any guests because, you know, we were all locked down. It was a crazy time. But um, I appreciated being down there and appreciated all the places I ended up, all the friendships mm -hmm. I established. My favorite place Sunday morning was the Nashville Rescue Mission, serving um, 500 homeless men who were just, you know, come in with no shoes sometimes and one leg, one arm. And, and some of these people taught you about gratitude because they had nothing and they had come in with a big smile on their face and say, good morning. Thanks for being here to serve me. You know, and if that's not a, a humbling experience, uh, I don't know what is. So it became my church, essentially, to go there on Sunday mornings. So, um, yeah, so that was the Nashville scene. Really, really great um, time I had, even though we were in a pandemic. You know, I was doing my podcasting the whole time while I was down there. So and I did make some inroads with meeting um, PR agents and so forth in town. They actually started referring me. Uh, people from my show so it wasn't a total loss just because it was the pandemic yeah well that's true serving the story you told about the mission that's you are actually were serving and audience this is what this is all yeah. about check the show notes because you're going to want to reach out to james and and one reason you're going to reach out to james let's talk a little bit about your coaching you got some wonderful things that you can help people with yeah one of the things um uh you know, as we as we know, we met uh, through a coaching uh, platform, uh, Steve. And the things that people um, I've been getting coached for on and off for over twenty years, and um, I'm back in it now again as a recipient. But I decided I put this book out about a year ago called Seven Steps to Mental Freedom, and it's all about helping people with depression. So when when I went to start marketing it, I went on some of these Facebook groups where the you know they have depression groups and anxiety groups, and what I saw shocked me. People were just like saying things like I, I can't do this, I'm not going to make it. What do I do? And so I started you know like instead of marketing the book i started like counseling them try this technique try that something to make them feel better and it led me to say i i need to start doing this for people in a bigger way in a more professional way so yeah. i started my own coaching practice and what i do is a lot of things that other people don't look at which is mindset uh paradigms you know goal setting um all the things that you need to move out of your own way. The, the old saying is like, we always get in our own way. And yeah. that's true of most everybody. We're our worst enemy, but we don't know it. And so, you know, my mission is to help clear the field and get it to where you're in a healthy place where you can start living, you know, the elevated life, the real you that you want to become uh, without all these things dragging you down, like your paradigm gets in the way and stops you and says, no, you, you're only supposed to make this much money every year. You're only supposed to have these type of friendships. You know, we have these limitations that are self-imposed. So my mission for coaching is to strip all that away and elevate you to the place that you really want to go. Let's go through a, a quick five minute. I'm your potential client. I am your client, actually. And you know, what are the steps? Kind of let's talk about the journey I'm going to go through working with you as a coach. 
Okay. So Steve, tell me about yourself. You know, obviously you've got this great doing business with a servant's heart. Um, is tell me about like, where, where do you want to go with this business? Like, what are your, what are your goals? I'd love to get, you know, a million subscribers learning every week from my guests. So that's my goal. A million guests. Okay. A million guests. That's, that's quite an aspiration. So how do you, how do you intend on getting there? You know, advertising, sharing with family and friends, uh, social media, those type of things. Okay. Um, now, your present income, are you satisfied with your income where it is right now? Absolutely not. Okay. And let's let's fast forward. Let's go a year from now. Where do you want to go your income-wise, like by next year this time? Uh, I'd like to make a million dollars of income. Okay. Okay. Why just a million? Why not two million? Great question, James. I, I millions in my head, but you're right. Why not five million? You're right. Okay. So let's put the floor at one million and let's put the ceiling at five million. What do you say to that? Okay. I love it. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. So if I can help you get to that, would you work with me? Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. And we're gonna have to we're gonna have to change some things. Like for for starters, you said a million dollars. Why didn't you say five million? I'm gonna change that for you. We're gonna shift that. We're gonna work on your self image and make sure that you are going for the gusto because you deserve. Wow. It. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Okay. Oh my God. That's Sign on uh, the dotted line now. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, and we'll stop there. And I get it. This is listeners. I, audience. I just, I just went through this with some women in the UK and I asked her, I said, I'm, I was on the same track that we just went through. And I asked her, I said, on a scale of one to 10, how committed are you to this goal, which we just discussed and working with me? She goes, a seven. I said, no, it should be 11. What are you doing? Amen. And, and I said, Amen. I said, see, I, I said, you're underscoring my point. You're va you're valuing yourself so low. And I said, I've heard you sing. I've heard the songs you've written. You are killer. You should be thinking that you are this killer songwriter strutting down the street and you don't have that image of yourself. So that, you know, we have to change that first of all. And then we work on your paradigm shift. And this is what we all go through, but you yeah. can't do it on your own. Five you. minutes, you've got me going from a million to five million. I never exactly. would have thought of five minutes. Never thought of it. Till Listen, now. you're a you're a master salesperson, Steve. I mean, in the short time that I've known you, you've taught me things that I was like, kind of like just blown away, of knowing what to do and then taking action. And if you've ever listened to Tony Robbins, which most of us have heard of Tony or listened to him, and I was studying him back in the 80s when he first came out with his, his uh, videotapes. And one of the things that always stuck with me, he said, the people that really, um, the difference between the people who change the world are the ones who take action. He said, it's, it's, that's 90% of it. Just take action on your thoughts and your ideas. Don't, you know, we... We all do this. Well, you know, after the new year, I'll do this. Or after I, it's always the after I, and then I'll do it. There's always some garbage in the way, which is just, they're just weak excuses. 
So you're you know? telling me what I'm hearing from you, James. I'm getting I'm getting really excited right now. That even if you took action, you need that help behind it. Yeah, you need that coach, that person yeah. that gets you, that can help you walk you that journey. Just saying, hey, I'm going to make five million dollars. There's steps I got to do, and I, I believe in coaching. I'm an ex athlete. Coaching is the only way it made me a good athlete. I love this. Listeners, even listen the, to this. Even the greatest coaches have a coach. Tony Robbins has a coach. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, you know, you look at Tom Brady. Why is he so good? He's probably got nine coaches, you know? Yeah. But yeah. one of the things, one of the most powerful things you can do is you have to attack that paradigm that keeps grabbing you and bringing you back to that same mm. space that, you know, why am I always in this same spot? And the, and the most important, there's two ways you can overcome that. And one is repetition of positive thought of where you want to go and elite coaching. Those are the only two things that'll do it. You have to repeat and you have to stay on it and you have to stay on it and stay on it until you overwhelm the paradigm. And then you start to rise and you start to go for your goals. So, okay, you know, okay everybody, I started to interrupt, but I got to say everybody out there, Reach out, James. You'll do a discovery call with anybody that reaches out to you from this yeah, podcast, correct? Sure. Yeah, he'll jump yep. on thirty minute call. What, what will you do? Fifteen minute call. What yeah, do you do? we'll do thirty minutes, and if you know if it goes a little longer, we'll do that too. But um, you know, I I want to let's see if we're a good fit to work together, and I think I can really really help you as of um as of your decision to say I'm kind of done with the same old same old. You got to just decide. And, yeah. you know, there's no risk talking to me. And, you know, one, two of the things I can promise you, you hang out with me, your life will get better. You hang out with me, your income will go up. How's hey, man, that? I love that. I love it. I'm going to start hanging out with you more. I've just decided <laughs> that. I made a decision. All right, brother. And now the other thing I want to talk about, because I love having podcasters on there, you've got a, a longstanding podcast. Let's talk about that and what your goal is with that, what you're trying to do. Yeah, well, the Dharmic Evolution came, the name came from my yoga days, which um, I stopped during the pandemic. I've, I've been doing yoga for over 15 years. I did six years of uh, vinyasa or six years of Bikram. I did another eight of vinyasa flow. And then I kind of, mm -hmm. the pandemic turned me into a runner because I said, I'm not sitting around waiting for this. So uh, I'm, I'm dying to get back. But the Dharma came from, that's a yoga expression, you're living your Dharma, which is like your, you know, your most perfect life. And the dharmic evolution is really, it's your evolution of where you're going in your life and how you're, you're approaching your best life. You know, it's living to your complete, um, living to your completion, your highest level. And so that's what the dharmic evolution is. And I started it as a singer songwriter. I wanted to interview uh, indie singer songwriters from around the world. And we got into the UK and South Africa and the Netherlands and, and on and on. And so we've been in a lot of countries around the world um, uh, having guests come on. And then I started to migrate toward um, authors, speakers, and thought leaders because I started another um, project uh, with my agency, which is the James O'Connor Agency, in which I write with a uh, partner, a songwriting partner. We write branded songs for authors, speakers, and thought leaders and we actually include them in the royalty stream as a writing partner. They finance the song. I take it to my team in Nashville on Music Row. And we write and build and do a beautiful, amazing 24-track, you know, 
like a powerful song that represents that person's brand. And then they can take it out on the road instead of playing the temptations on their way up to the podium to speak, they play their own branded song. And you can just take that concept and you can go anywhere with it, doing campaigns, doing, you know, um, any kind of marketing things you want to do with it. And the cool thing is that, you know, whatever happens to that song, some artist picks it up and puts it on their album, like I did with a couple of the songs that I wrote. They ended up, I was doing an album at the time and I asked the author, would you like this song on my album? And, they were, and I happened to be the vocalist. So they said, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, but if I'm not the vocalist, which I don't need to be on every song, it might not be appropriate. I will find somebody who is a killer singer to go on your song. So it's just another thing that came out of the podcast, you know, and as you know, Steve, when you do a podcast, all kinds of things happen. Like, you know, you meet people and like ideas occur to you that you didn't even think about. And it becomes a really dynamic uh, place to be. And every day there's, there's some new adventure or some new connection that leads you to something you didn't even think about. Yeah. You know, so this is incredible branding with music. I, ne I never thought about that. This is powerful. Is it any industry? I'm thinking a governor, you know, going for a campaign for his governorship or a virtual client. I mean, can it go across the board? It can. Yeah. I, I, targeted authors, speakers, and thought leaders because I wanted somebody who has a brand, like not just okay. one book, but like has a whole brand. Like for instance, um, uh, alumni professor Scott Geller from Virginia Tech University, we wrote a branded song for him because he has this, uh, this brand called Actively Caring for People, where if somebody witnesses somebody like helping an old woman across the street and you remember, you have a wristband on that has an, a unique identifier it's like a green rubber band. You take it off and you give it to their that person and say, thank you very much for actively caring for somebody. And they go take they go to the website, they go home and they type that number in and there was an actively caring person doing something. And it's been kind of going around the world. So we wrote a song, a branded song and produced it and mastered it. And it's called um, Here, to, Here to Care and Share. And uh, he's, he's thrilled with it. And he sends it out to all his teams and they go around and they speak around the country and around the world, actually. So, um, so that's, it has the reach for that. So it can go to, it can go to private groups. It can go to uh, nonprofits. It can, it can really be served anywhere. Just got to have a brand and I can understand. So authors yeah. out there, speakers, people with large brands, reach out to James. Let's get, yeah. I mean, what a fabulous way I could see walk up a unique song that ties to your brand. What better marketing than that? Yeah. And all of this kind of, it all kind of flows from, you know, if you look at all the things I do, it may, I may sound a like a little, a kind of a, a serial silo creator, like a maniac, but it all has a common thread, which is, which is music. And a lot of it is, some of it is secular music, but a lot of it is also Christian music which yeah. I write, you know, singer, I, I go for a lot, like sort of pop rock. That seems to be my wheelhouse. Um, sometimes I tone it down to some, you know, acoustic Americana, but I'm in that kind of realm there. But, you know, God keeps pointing you to wherever you need to go. And sometimes you just think about, you know, like, I'm not sure about this. And then you wait and you wait, you pray a little bit and you just wait and then, you know, like I said to you the other day, 
God always sets the table. All we need to do is sit down and eat the meal. You know, it's that easy. Love it. So I'll never <laughs> and, forget uh, that phrase. I never forget when you told me that. It's written up here. So, well, yeah. you know, I want to, James. I want to thank you. We're running out of time here, but you're an incredible person. You have a lot of silos, but your whole main goal is serving people, and that I'm yes. blessed. I always like to end my podcast with a tip. You've had struggles. You lived in a bathroom. <laughs> tell tell the audience some some tip that got you to where you are today and will get you to where you're going to go in 2023. Yeah, if you have, if you have a passion of fire inside of you, um never let that go out and never ever ever give up. I mean, just keep to what you know and you know if we if we take the time and just intuitively we always know what's right for us. Don't get carried away on advice from everybody. It is good to get advice from people, but you have to filter that and synthesize it and say, what do I come back to? Like uh, you always intuitively know the answer. So, you know, take stock in that and don't forget when you're in trouble, ask the Lord for help. If you ask him, he will help you. 